welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace with Sean and Bob. Sean, what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about uh, one of the guests we have on coming up, Christian Garrett, who I've known for a long time. And one of the things that really strikes me about him is that he gives away connections freely to people he really cares about. Meaning there's, you know, the whole business out there to broker relationships and deals. And he just finds people and puts them together. And I feel like you're that way. And I try and be that way. Oh, you totally are that way. I think it's really interesting when you introduce people that you really care about to each other and then they become friends. Yeah. It's the best feeling, isn't it? It's so good. It's like there's something about the Paul Barnabas thing where Barnabas leverages his whole world that Saul could be known. He like wants people to see who Saul is because he's a revelation of who he is. And I feel like in business and marketplace, there's so many times that people want you to pay them to do that. You know, it's like that they want right. you to market them or they want you to uh, pay for them to market you. And it's just, I love how God is because when he puts kingdom dynamic Christians in the place, there's kind of a fathering or nurturing atmosphere to it too. And that's missing from business if you don't have God in place a lot of times. Yeah. So I think it's really cool when you have God in place because people freely give. It's like, freely they receive, freely I'm going to give to you. And that right there is a mark of distinguishing, you know, in Christian or distinguishing Christianity that I think is so rare. It's amazing because I think if we look at our personal lives, uh, when we've when we've introduced friends together and they become friends, it's the best feeling. And in business, uh, what we've done in, in in our company is we try to work with people that we like, and wow. we establish relationships. And then over the years, those relationships continue. And I think that uh, different people on our team meet different people on the other companies' teams and relationships um, are built and formed. And advertising is something that comes secondarily sometimes in companies when after you've built relationships. Yeah, I was just reading a marketing report um, from it was an online digest. They were saying that over 2020, especially that the most powerful form of marketing was still word of mouth. And so yeah. you're basically borrowing the same principle, which is like, if I like you, I'm going to talk about you. And to right. me, that's such a kingdom Jesus principle. If I like you, I'm going to share and it won't feel salesy. Then it won't feel like I, you know, like that old thing. You have to have seven points of contact before someone even knows what your brand is. <laughs> it's, it was just, there's truth in, yes. but at the same time, like if I like you, like there's some movies that have done really well because people just liked them and yeah. they couldn't even compete with the marketing budget of a Marvel movie or something. But they just people liked them. And so they just went viral. And I feel like it's the same with how God wants to use us with each other is to help us to connect, um, you know, whether it's, again, social capital, whether it's opportunities, whatever it is, I feel like God wants his people to work with each other. But we've had kind of the opposite. Sometimes we work with Christians and it turns out a bad, you know, kind of scenario. So there's been a bad branding. I think we have to kind of change the narrative over. I think if we find people that have work ethic, that are learners that are willing to shift and adjust that are excellent at what they do. They bring excellence. I'm recommending them all the time. Everywhere I go, I'm, re I'm recommending these people because they have what it takes and it's secondarily, they're Christians. Yeah. First, they're really, really good at what they do. That's so good. 
Well, we have quite a show for you today. I got to introduce you, Bob, to Christian Garrett, but also mm -hmm. our audience to Christian, who's this young entrepreneur in his late 20s who's going to really inspire so many of you. So stay tuned. Yeah, I can't wait. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career and the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Well, Christian, we're so excited to have you on Exploring the Marketplace, joining Sean and I. Uh, we're just so honored to be with you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's a real pleasure and uh, really looking forward to it. My favorite thing about Christian, Bob, is that uh, he is a gamer like I am, but he still has enough time to entrepreneur in like a million different areas. Every time <laughs> I talk to Christian, I feel like I go to a new kind of school. <laughs> I just learned so much. I mean, like your brain and your head is so filled with just ideas that I think they're just blowing up. And so really, to me, it's like a picture of what God can do in someone's mind. And it's awesome. How do you think this all started? Because you were in basketball and then you left basketball and started in this whole you know, business arena. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I appreciate the compliment. You're definitely uh, embellishing a bit. But uh, I, I mean, I, I think my, my journey, to, like I definitely consider myself someone with a lot of intellectual curiosity and that has definitely paid dividends as I've gotten older. Um, you know, ironically, like even though I was an athlete, uh, not that great of an athlete, but good enough to, to keep the bench warm at Kansas, which was pretty fun. Uh, and then I played in Europe for a little bit. But besides that, um, you know, I spent most of my life as an athlete through high school, college, et cetera. Uh, I'm all younger, but, uh, you know, back to my earlier point, I really actually, most of my life was a massive nerd and I'm talking like Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft, RuneScape, Warhammer nerd. Um, and so, you know, most of my time, as you mentioned, really in my, you know, part of my day was always as a gamer, was always into technology, was always into these things. Um, so that is one thing that's paid dividends later on in life that I never lost, even though I picked up the athlete hat for a little bit. And then secondarily, I had the good fortune of going to fantastic schools. I went to you know one of the best high schools, literally like a top five high school in the country. Uh, prior to kind of focusing on sports more later on in high school, um, you know, kudos to my to my family for that. Um, and then I grew up around a pretty eclectic, successful family. It exposed me to a lot of things, and so uh, my general upbringing um, it played a key role in kind of making the person I am. And so I, I think the the simple answer is I was exposed to a lot and I embraced a lot. Um, and I myself am a pretty eclectic, mixed person, and it's definitely something that God has used and leveraged later on in life. And it's something I just didn't realize until I took off the basketball hat and I realized all these things that were inside of me and all these things that made me very unique um, and all the interests that I had. And I've been lucky to start putting them together. I think that's so key that some of the interests that you care about and that were hobbies and ways that you found like just joy are things that you're now working on in a mainstream way. I mean you've had the opportunity to work through things like virtual reality and you've had an opportunity to work around the video game industry. But what are you working on right now through the 137 Ventures company? 
Yeah, so I, I currently work at a uh, growth stage venture capital firm called 137 Ventures. We're based in San Francisco. Uh, we spun out of a firm called Founders Fund that Peter Thiel started about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, we, uh, we're a fairly large firm. Um, we, we have, we're five funds in, just closing the fifth fund. Um, we, uh, we've had the good fortune to invest in fantastic companies like Uber, Spotify, SolarCity, uh, Palantir, Airbnb. Um, we're uh, one of the largest investors in SpaceX. Um, and yeah, we've built a cool firm. We have a cool strategy. Um, and I've, like I said, been very fortunate blessed to work there for uh, almost a year and a half now. Um, so things that we're focused Christian, on. I'd, yes, go ahead. Christian, what is your wheelhouse at the firm? Are, are you an analyst? Are you a researcher? What do you do? Yeah, uh, I'm on the investment team, a social level role. Uh, I head out platform for us, which is really mainly focused on business development, relationship management. Uh, a lot of my work is kind of managing and sourcing deal flow, managing our uh, late stage and early stage trackers, um, working with the portfolio, uh, kind of a broad range of, of, of things that are a lot more external oriented, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my main focus. So you're in this uh, high intensity focus how do you, does your faith play a part? Great question. Uh, I mean, my, my faith plays a massive part in everything that I do. Uh, number one, my general thesis and philosophy on work and why I work in the industry I work in, in technology and venture capital was that, you know, I saw the power uh, that resources uh, could have to do the work of the kingdom. And I knew that capital was a resource that was pretty powerful to make transformative things happen in the world and to push the kingdom for and I knew the technology was as well. And so to sit at the intersection of capital and technology, to use resources to uh, kind of push the humanity forward, to push the kingdom forward, was something where I wanted to sit at and be a part of. Um, so my general philosophy and take on even why I do what I do and what I'm passionate about uh, obviously stems from the kind of kingdom mandate. In regards to every day, that, um, you know, I've had the really pretty insane fortune of just seeing you know, God give me a ton of favor. Um, and in relationships, in, you know, this business is very relationship driven. It's very driven on um, on getting access to incredible companies, on building relationships with companies, on on finding and sourcing and, and seeing where the next opportunity is. And so I've seen just the Lord work and open a lot of doors in pretty incredible ways actively through my work. And I even have, you know, there's, there's a pretty incredible community of believers that are in the venture industry that I've been able to build uh, and, and get a part of. And you'd be surprised how many pretty famous investors and entrepreneurs are also believers. And that network's been pretty cool to not just fellowship with, but also to work on things together with. And so um, even had the you know, pretty awesome opportunity to do business with other believers in this industry. Um, and that kind of changed my perspective because I've had a lot of experiences I've seen from my family doing business with other believers that has not been fantastic. And so here I am right. working in, you know, pretty well-known industry, working with pretty well-known people and their believers. And, you know, we're able to have fellowship and work on a potential deal together. So that's been pretty cool. Um, I think honestly, this year has been one of the reasons things that's made it so fantastic is really seeing the Lord more and more move within my work. Um, there's even a Bible study that's started by a bunch of pretty prominent venture capitalists and has some other entrepreneurs as well, part of it that's been going on weekly. Um, that's fantastic. It's run by a guy named Trey Stevens over at Founders Fund. Um, and there's just a network I've been able to build among other believers and we've been able to help each other work-wise and they've been mentors to me as well. Oh, that's crazy because it's, it's a change of the narrative really of what people think about when they think of that whole world because they think of, you know, there's people who are in it for themselves or just to make money. And I love that your narrative is like, no, there's incredible people here and they have a kingdom root system to them and they're meeting together. They're connecting together. And I just love that because especially 
in this kind of season of time, 2020, 2021, I mean, it's a weird time. But if you're entrepreneurial, and especially I've talked to several people in the venture capitalist world or in the hedge fund world, the investment world, entrepreneurial world, and they're like, no, this is the time that God can do the most. And I love that. I love that perspective. Like, this is the time when things can happen that it couldn't happen when it was normal, business as usual. Are you seeing that? Yeah, no, I definitely am. I mean, you, funny enough to your point, I mean, I, I had a good friend, Jamie Galloway, who about three- Love Jamie. I, th- I think he's incredible. I think like four years ago, I actually gave a word that I would be heavily involved with, with SpaceX. Um, this was before an opportunity that was four years ago that I thought he was referring to that was in the near term, and that opportunity didn't happen. And uh, just like many times with prophetic words, right, you think, well- uh, you know, either happens in the future, or it's not timing, maybe it's correct, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I, I looked up a year later and ended up working at a firm that uh, works very closely with SpaceX and uh, had a good fortune to begin that as well. And so um, to your point, like, it's been pretty cool when you start living in the prophetic and start seeing things happen and God's timing is very different. You know, it was four years later, um, but it looks a lot better than what I would have thought it looked like uh, four years ago. Um, so you always have to trust that. Uh, and then to your point, the timing mm-hmm. now um, I, I 100% agree. I think generally there, this is more a work of the spirit than a work of anything else that's going on in the natural because I just think that the Lord's connecting uh, all the believers and all those in the kingdom within certain industries and then going to start cross-pollinating and cross-connecting among those industries. Um, I'm a huge believer in, in that you know Jesus's prayer in John 17, which will get answered, was that there be unity in the church. Um, and I think part of that also looks like unity among the different industries in the marketplace as well. And it's just, it's pretty surprising. You know, I think the, the broader church itself among ministries and circles is not very united, but it's the same even with, and not in a, in a purposeful or bad way, but I mean, there's so many believers within finance then we don't all know each other. And I think what we do and we work together, pretty incredible things will happen. So, um, I've definitely tried to play a small role in that in the kingdom and in the marketplace. Well, one thing that uh, Bob wouldn't know about you that I know is that you are like Kevin Bacon, like you're connected to everybody in the whole world. So if we know you, we know we're one person connected to almost anybody in the industry. <laughs> I've met more people, Bob, through Christian, just like, and you just talk to him and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to connect you to so-and-so. It's part of who you are is to make kingdom connections and lasting relationships and also just to help people to meet. How important is that to you? Because you give away your social capital as party, kind of like a God assignment versus people who try to make money off of it. How important is that value to you? I mean, you, you nailed it. You probably said it better than I would have said it. But yeah, I, it's just something that's in my heart. It's something that's paid dividends um, spiritually and work-wise. Uh, ironically, this is, you know, social capital is a huge part of this industry that I work in. And so having that skill set, uh, obviously you have to have the network, but also having that skill set and that, that genuineness really means a lot. Um, and it's, you know, blessed me work-wise for sure. But at the end of the day, uh, to your point, I love to do it for, for anyone um, just because I know the value in helping people and the value in making connections and they always pay dividends, uh, and they always bear fruit. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually critical to my job and it's just something that I just personally love to do. I, I will gladly help anyone and try to bring value to anyone. I just, I get personal fulfillment from that. And I agree. I think it's something that the Lord's put inside of me. I think it's interesting. You have a curiosity and you like people and Part of- <laughs> Those are rare that's qualities well, I mean, today. Of- that is true. That's they are. They're so rare. That's what I'm so true. Down. They don't want to get to know people. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that it's genuine, and when you you have this genuine ability to connect people together, they can tell it's real because you like them and you're curious. And I think in these industries that we're in, it's really hard to find that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, it's uh, it, 
but honestly, I can't take credit. I, I think all the great characteristics I have, I give 100% credit to the Lord. Um, yeah, I got saved in college 10 years ago. I'm 28, 10 years old in the Lord. I uh, still have a ton to learn. So um, I'm glad you guys are talking to me about this specific subject because other subjects I don't think I'd be qualified for to speak on. But um, I 100% agree. Uh, it's, you know, once again, it's just something that when the Lord transformed my life uh, 10 years ago in college, um, he definitely changed my heart on and has continued to build on. And um, yeah, and, you know, I think generally it's to Sean's point, it's that bridge connector. I mean, Jesus, you know, one of the, it's actually not talked about as much ironically, but in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, one of the things he says are blessed are the peacemakers. And I feel like no one in the body and just in general, um, definitely on Twitter, uh, nobody really embraces that anymore. Um, and it's just odd because it's one of, it's one of the greatest skill sets you can yeah. have within business in the marketplace. It's one of the best skill sets you can have within society and culture. And it's one of the most important things you can do as a believer. Um, and I see even believers not necessarily valuing that mandate. And I just feel a certain urge and call to value that mandate. And so whatever subject it is, whatever person it is, whatever focus it is, or in my job, uh, you definitely want to be a peacemaker and a connector. And that's something I want to continue to do. No, that's incredible. I think of uh, just some talks we've had over the past and how there's, there's a way that you think that I think is what people are looking for in it. You might think this is too heavy of a statement, but it's like Daniel one where these young guys were filled with, you know, basically divine intelligence to do what they're doing. And I feel like, I feel that on you, I feel like there's people who are hoping that we can access more of God in normal, natural ways, like in these kinds of industries so that we can see a, a better result. And I, I just hear the word come out of you at different times we've talked. You just want to see people, you want to see transformation. You want to see people's lives change. You want to see their kingdom advance. Uh, how how important do you think that desire is to the success you've already had? As a I, I think it is. I think um, you know that desire has stemmed to me in an ambition uh, and, and a hard work that has uh, helped me hustle very hard and has helped me embrace all kinds of experiences. And luckily, the Lord's favor on top of it has opened good doors. And so I think that's helped me um, get to where I am pretty fast post basketball, as well as have a pretty great first year and hopefully continue that. Um, you know, once again, it really is all the Lord. I mean, every great thing that's happened has literally I can trace back to the Lord, which is pretty awesome. I, I can't trace it back to anything else. And I hope that continues the rest of my life. I know that that's a challenge sometimes as you progress in your career and in your life. But I can honestly say at this stage of my life, everything great that's happened has literally been the Lord, a relationship in the Lord, open door from the Lord, uh, a random thing from the Lord. I can trace every single thing back to it. So it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, in regards to the sort of the, the advanced kingdom mandate, transformation mandate, um, it's also influenced uh, my personal intellectual curiosity, my desire to understand things, to read things, to meditate and pray on things. Um, and, you know, that's a advantage. Not everyone necessarily wants to dive as deep into certain topics or understand multiple sides or, or you know, continue to study industries a certain way. Um, and it's helped me, especially coming from a non-technical background, uh, intellectual curiosity and fascination with the mechanics mm -hmm. of things, um, which I really got from studying scripture deeply. Uh, when I first got saved, that translated over into how I looked at the world technically and the same kind of ambition and hard work I applied when I got saved to studying the scriptures, I actually, you know, have also applied within my industry and it's helped a ton. Um, uh, once again, to just, you know, moving a lot faster and being where I am a lot faster than I should be. Uh, it's hundred percent the Lord. That's so cool. One of the kind of follow-up questions in a way that's not related, but it is, is, uh, I'm sure in just your career already, you've faced some areas of um, maybe something that you guys were working on didn't work because that happens in your kind of industry where something falls through that you were really looking forward to. How have you handled some of those moments if you've had them? Yeah, absolutely. I can give two examples. Um, you know, one, 
ironically, you know, within investing, there's a lot of principles that you can get from poker that are actually really valuable. And these principles are actually kingdom principles, funny enough. Uh, one of them is outcome bias. That's something that you know, we stress a lot at the firm. I personally have always stressed in my life as well. Uh, it's, in, it's something that we tend to practice a ton. Um, but, you know, if you can kind of control that, you end up evaluating previous decisions, especially with investments, a lot differently, a lot more effectively, right? Now, out outcome bias is basically an error mm -hmm. made when you evaluate the quality of past decision with the outcome of that decision. Um, and so it's a way that we look at, you know, gosh, I should have done this or gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but in reality, it's not a real decision, right? Wow. Because if you made the correct decision with the facts and circumstances that were presented to you at that time, that was the right decision to make. And I think we do this all the time, even with the Lord, right? If we felt a, an inclination from the Lord to do X and we hope Y would happen and instead Z happens, we think, well, that wasn't the Lord, right? So um, a lot of the times, you know, it's something that, once again, this is a secular concept, but it really applies as well to our walk. And so that's one of a huge component of it is understanding, look, we, and we do this as a firm, we reevaluate the decision, we look back and we, most of the time, we've made some mistakes before too, but most of the time, and, and learned actually, which has helped our firm. But then there's a lot of times where we realize, look, with the information that we had, with the data that we had, and with the circumstances that we had, we made the correct decision. Um, and so, but you always want to reevaluate those things because wow. there's things you may have missed or things you may do differently. And that has happened as well. So it's always good to reevaluate decisions um, once you know the outcome. Uh, but many times do it from a unbiased lens. Um, and then, you know, secondarily to that, I think there's been scenarios where I've been disappointed, even this year, actually, um, where a certain deal or opportunity didn't pan out. And, you know, part of the thing is you got to continue to just keep working hard and continue to focus on what the Lord has you on, right? Because ironically, both of those decisions ended up, the Lord revived them. And we actually ended up doing both of, both of those opportunities. And so, wow. um, you know, one got stalled, uh, but months later, it became a much better opportunity and it, it happened. And then another one felt like it was dead, literally. And uh, then with hours, it came back alive. And so, um, you know, these things happen. And uh, it's just been cool to have those experiences because I've had experiences where things die and they don't happen. And I've had experiences where things feel like they're dead or they're on pause and they do happen. And those are things I can rely on and kind of stand on. Um, and both of those, I still credit to the Lord, right? So I know that, you know, in both scenarios, both things can happen um, and just wait and see and continue to work. That's awesome. I, th I think it's interesting, Christian, to walk in the tension of waiting on the Lord in a fast paced business. And what do you, what is something that has surprised you recently that actually, you know, made you step back and think this, the Lord is in the middle of this in spite of me, <laughs> in spite of all the things that I know, in spite of how intellectual I am, he came and did something that surprised you. I mean, honestly, this entire year, um, you know, I, I once again, I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, this, this entire year has basically been that, um, you know, the, the, the relationships that the Lord's kind of put in my life that have helped bear a lot of fruit work-wise and spiritually. Um, have been absolutely incredible. And a lot of them, literally, I, I, I know I traced them to the Lord. One of them is a close friendship and mentorship with another believer uh, in the industry that has you know, helped me a ton work-wise. Um, and, you know, like, honestly, I look back, and as I said earlier, I mean, all these things I actually attribute to the Lord 100%. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the answer, I guess, is the entire year um, and, and everything in my career. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time, I, I so far, I've really stood in awe at all that. I think I do, you know, I want to do the things that you have to do. You have to hustle, you have to work hard, you have to do the work. Um, you have to study, you have to, you have to be on top and, and understand industries and try to develop a framework and viewpoint. You have to understand how to evaluate and underwrite, underwrite businesses. Um, you have to learn trends and things that we look for as a firm. Um, but at the end of the day, too, what's cool is 
you trace every single scenario, every single deal, every single relationship, every single opportunity um, to something that the Lord did and opened the door for. Um, definitely don't trace it to my good works or uh, or my work. Um, and that's a place I always want to be. I actually, I've always prayed that, you know, everything in my life, I would always know was the Lord. Um, and, you know, it's definitely been the case so far. That's such a good prayer. That's so amazing. I think we all need to listen to that piece of advice. Well, I love the genuineness of our interview. And I just love everything you were sharing, Christian. Of course, I love you because I know you. And so uh, thanks for being on today. We really appreciate your perspective. Thank you, guys. This is awesome to be on the podcast. Uh, hopefully you have me back on when you need uh, an unexciting and uninteresting opinion on something. But, um, you know, it's... Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it, trying. What? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank exactly. you. But no, seriously, it's, it's incredible. No, this is I mean, I love, for you know, Sean, list, you've buddy. been a, a blessing in my life directly. You've been a prophetic voice in my life. You've been a mentor. You've been a friend. And uh, it's just awesome to see everything you're doing. And so to help, you know, play a role and hopefully inspire somebody is, uh, is pretty cool. Um, and so I'm glad, you know, you gave me the opportunity to join. Well, I do want you to come back, but not because you're uninteresting, but because you are extremely interesting. And we're excited to have you back at some point. And right now we're going to Bob and Sean with questions. Yeah, exactly. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Bob, it's time for questions with you and I. I'm so yep. excited about this part. And today we have Greg Peters, who is, has a great question for us. Let's play it. Let's hear it. Hello, Sean and Bob. My name is Greg Peters. I'm from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. I have a product idea, but I do not know what my next steps would be to take it from idea to actuality. Could you uh, please give me some advice on what I should do next? Thanks and God bless. Greg, I think the first thing that I always advise people to do is to take the time to write a strategic plan. And it could be three pages. What is your product? What is the market? What is the demographics? How are you going to build it? Who are you going to market it to? These kind of questions. Take the time to actually put it on paper and then uh, get with people who you're familiar with, who know you and run it by them and see what they think uh, about, about your product and about your approach and get them to ask you hard questions that yeah. you'll have to go back and research. 
and I mean, there's different types of products. So we obviously don't know what your product is, but if it's a timeless product versus uh, something that's going to be, you know, like just a, a project of like 2020 was a hard year. So let's make a product that makes fun of it that everybody would want for like three months. And so there's all kinds of, or it could be a food product, which is one of the hardest products to bring to full market in a broad way. And so you're going to have different people who could kind of speak in that process. But I do think what Bob's saying is right, just to kind of write it out. Who am I serving? How big is the audience? How big is that market? And there's a couple of different companies that I'm sure you could contact right away to find out to do some feasibility with you, where you wouldn't have to give an invested share into the product. You could just pay for that. If you can't go that route because you can't afford that, there's probably if you're involved in a local church or a local full gospel businessmen's association or something, just something that's out there, you can find those relationships that would speak into it. But I think it's a very, I mean, that's, that's the, one of the, the, you know, the, the golden ticket that everybody wants is how do I get my product to market? And God is so good at speaking to us about that. That's why I love these kinds of shows because you hear people who talk about these kinds of things, which is so good. So thanks for asking the question. Yeah, but it's a great question. And I love the fact that God has given you an idea in these times. And I, I would like to again encourage you to act on it, to move forward, not to sit on it and see someone else come out with it. That's exactly what happens is you sit on it and somebody else comes in and you're like, I had that idea. It doesn't mean God can't give you another one, but there's, we have to faithfully steward it to the degree that we can what God gives us. Here's another question, Bob, from Chris Cosgrove. Kind of a weird question. What do you do if you're a Christian business owner and you have received prophetic words in the context of your other Christian business partners and they have backslidden and are no longer a part of the business enterprise, what becomes of the prophetic words that were spoken over the business where the business has been augmented, but the Lord has spoken things in his heart for the business previously? Chris, thank you for asking the question. I mean, I think the reality is that, you know, we're human beings and we live in a fallen world. So there's going to be relationships that break. People will die. That's a bummer. That's a hard one. Uh, sometimes divorce happens. I mean, all these things can happen where you lose your business partner, someone, all kinds of things. So when you think about that, God is the God who is called the redeemer of all things, the restorer of all things. So he can recreate the opportunity as though it was never lost. So your goal then is if there's been a separation relationship or someone has died or whatever, your goal then is to ask God, okay, how do, how do you want to use this event for the good of these prophetic promises in our lives? And how do you want to redefine these promises and ask him to speak to you? And he might send some more people to get prophecies or he might speak to you directly. But I think this is a really common one that people struggle through. You know, like a woman in her church, uh, every prophetic word she had was with her husband and he died and she had to start her life over. But God beautifully recreated the design of her entire life because he knew her husband wouldn't be there. And I don't know why these things happen, but I do know that he's the best at guiding us and leading us into his truth and into a new place. Bob, do you have anything on that? Yeah, one of the things that makes things complex is when you try to figure out what other people are doing, all you can really control is yourself. So you have to look into these prophetic words as what did it mean for you and what are you doing towards it? And controlling your partners or other people is really hard. They, they can make decisions that are in or out of God's will. You have to make sure that you're in God's will and you're following the word as you saw it. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for asking these questions. And feel free to go to our bullsministries.com website, 
click on the banner that says ask a question and you guys to ask your questions as well. And Bob and I are here to answer them. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.